0: Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the 4-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another crowd presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com. And mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. A swing and a belt. Left field. Way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are World Series champions. Formation starts. The New Jersey Devils for the
1: welcome to ballpark bros the show about sports
2: yes uh the show about sports uh and our favorite sport football yes uh huge huge game yesterday uh mike and roger beat tom and mikey 21 to 7
1: yeah um (laughs) the the score was a lot worse than than the actual game um
2: oh yeah Uh, we uh we had a child's birthday party at the park yesterday, uh, for the in the family and uh a football game broke out and I absolutely torched Tom time and time again until he took his revenge and knocked me the hell out. Sure did. You had it coming. So, uh so for the people who really play, uh kind of a ho hum college football weekend. Um yep. Every everything kinda went as expected. Um Memphis beat UCLA, but they were at home. Uh, that game ended forty-eight to forty-five in favor of Memphis. Uh, Michigan took care of Air Force twenty-nine to thirteen. Michigan's offense not looking that great. Um, I didn't see a lot of that game. No, uh, but um, the running game. I mean, it the running game looks all right. Uh, Isaac got hurt, so that's going to be trouble for them. But uh, Wilson Spate uh, not looking great under center for them. Well, I know that game was too close for way too much of it yeah um and i had toyed at the idea when we were doing picks i toyed with the idea of taking air force it would not have looked like a terrible pick uh because even though it was 29 to 13 it seemed a lot closer than that the whole way through yeah you know um florida beat tennessee 26 to 20 uh i did pick the vols in that game but it was kind of a coin flip for me and that seems to be what it you know <laughs> yeah what it came down to there they didn't even cover the spread. Yeah. Um, Ohio State, 38, Army, 7. That game was closer than it should have been for yeah. a lot of it. Um, yeah, I,
1: I saw that it was like uh, only 17-7 at the half. I yeah,
2: uh, it was pretty close at the half. I think, I think you're right. I think 17-7, yeah, at, the 17-7 at the half.
1: Yeah, 17-7 at the half.
2: So, yeah, that one a little bit closer than a lot of people thought. I had picked Army just because I needed to do something to shake up the predictions. It gets boring when we pick the same teams all the time, so I'll try to do something else. Um, probably the best game of the weekend, uh, and one that I did not think was going to be this close, uh, USC 27, Texas 24, and two overtime.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, I really thought that USC would just roll all over them because Texas hasn't been good when it
2: mattered for a long time. Yeah. Um, this yeah, this one was very, very surprising to me. Um, Sam Darnold wound up with uh three hundred and ninety seven yards, three touchdowns, but he did throw two interceptions. Um Texas quarterback, uh A Linger, uh two hundred ninety eight, two touchdowns, also two picks. Um I yeah, I going into this I thought USC was gonna route him, you know, fifty six to twenty or something like that. Yeah. And uh for Texas to hang around, very, very impressive. Um maybe they maybe they are improved over last year. I know every year Everybody always talks about, you know, this is year Texas gets back into it. Well, maybe if they can hang with a team like USC. Uh, well, let's, let's not uh, count any chickens yet. No, I'm just saying maybe, you know, they can hang with USC. Maybe they can make some noise in the Big 12. Uh, Clemson just destroyed Louisville 47-21. to 21. Um, I did not see that coming. I really thought Louisville was going to hang with them.
1: Uh, you'll notice that... Uh... Jackson had a great game, despite the rest of his team yeah for all three of those touchdowns
2: uh yeah, three hundred and seventeen yards, three touchdowns sixty four yards on the ground uh you know he's still accounting for eighty something percent of their offense yeah uh which you can't really have that
1: well to be fair they they always they always say he accounts for all that uh i I would give probably about half of the passing yards to the wide receivers, you know yeah in in any quarterback situation. Because sometimes they're making a lot of plays after the catch. Uh they have to catch it first of all. So that's at least half of the work. Right. So I that, that whole accounting for so much of, of the offense is uh, I don't buy it.
2: Yeah. It's it's a bit misleading, but yeah. I, I get where you're coming from.
1: And like if if you do say, well, it's all the quarterback, then um what what part of the game are the receivers responsible for contributing? Right if the passing game is all the quarterback, what are the wide receivers doing?
2: They're just lucky to be there <laughs> um so coming out of this weekend uh who do you have for your top four that's where that's you know that's where the cutoff is It doesn't matter to go any further in the rankings
1: uh well, alabama obviously is number one still. Yeah. um I say it stays the same alabama oklahoma
2: clemson u s c actually um it was a slightly different one. Um, mine actually falls in line with the AP Top 25, uh, which I had my list before I would seen theirs. Uh, I got Alabama at one, Clemson at two, Oklahoma at three, and Penn State at four. I know Penn State hasn't really played anybody yet. Uh, you know, they've got the who's the MAC team they demolished uh, uh, in Jack week Green. one. Yeah, and then uh, week two is not a huge test with Pitt, and I know they played uh, a nobody. um georgia state i believe uh yes so i know that they haven't really played anybody but they've played the way you're supposed to play against weaker teams and i think when it gets time for them to play michigan and ohio state and wisconsin i think they're going to bring their a game and i think they will show that they deserve to be in the top four uh maybe avenge last season when they won the big 10 and didn't make the final four maybe they should focus less on winning the big 10 and more on winning all of their games yeah, it, it was their fault, the system is.
1: <laughs> look, if you lose a game outside of conference play, generally those are some of your weaker opponents. You shouldn't be losing those games.
2: Oh, they they deserve to be in last year, and right now I've got them in my top four. I got USC right outside, and uh, i got Washington right outside the top two. So uh, well, we'll see going forward. Uh, looking ahead to... Uh, Looking at it next week, Oklahoma plays at Baylor. Uh, I know Baylor's down, but it's kind of a tough place to go play. Penn State is at Iowa, USC at Cal. Um, Michigan will be taking on Purdue. Uh, Ohio State will host UNLV. Um, and uh, TCU and Oklahoma State will take. Uh, uh, they will play in Oklahoma State yeah. at uh, 3.30. So that's a pretty pretty good one to look forward to. Uh, Oklahoma State coming in at number 6, and uh, TCU sitting at 16. So, uh,
1: locally, we got uh, the UT Rockets traveling down to Miami to yes. take on the number 14 Hurricanes. Uh,
2: the Rockets, who were down 21 at one point this past Saturday.
1: Still found a way to win. Came
2: back to win uh, last second field goal okay. as time ran off the clock. Uh, so, Pretty big win for them. Uh, my wife and I were kind of kicking ourselves. Uh, we went out and we celebrated our anniversary on Saturday. And one of the things we were talking about doing was going to the UT game, and we didn't. Fools. We had a very very nice night out. We uh, went up to Longhorn for dinner and uh, went for drinks over at a local place and uh, had a very nice evening, but, you know, kind of kicking ourselves that we didn't wind up going to the UT game.
1: You could have seen Logan Woodside throw six touchdowns. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Very impressive game by him. He's going to be drafted high. Yeah. Yeah. So onto the NFL, um, the Houston Texans beat the Cincinnati Bengals 13 to nine, uh, on Thursday night, Bengals still without a touchdown, uh, two full games, uh, both games on the road though, right? Uh, Or no, both games at home. I'm sorry. Both games at home. So, uh, not, uh, get it together. (laughs) Not great. Uh, Deshaun Watson had a very impressive 49 yard touchdown run, um, Finished the game 15-24 to 24 for 125 through the air. Uh, was sacked three times. Still having issues with that offensive line for the Texans.
1: Well, uh, they still have that holdout.
2: Yes, Dwayne Brown's still holding out. Um, Which is, you know, at this point, um,
1: just do something. Give him <laughs> what he wants uh, because they're just getting toasted on that front line.
2: Yeah. Um, for the uh, For the Bengals, Andy Dalton did not throw a pick.
1: That's... Good. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, he can't really say much else about them. Uh, he did not throw a pick. So uh, the Bengals look like a dumpster fire through two weeks. Uh, Houston looks like I know how much they gave up to Jacksonville the week before, but when you're sacked ten times, not a whole lot you can do. Yeah, um, their defense I think still played pretty soundly for you know what happened to their offense in week one and week two. They took care of business against Cincinnati. So. I expect them to be just as strong going forward, and right there in the mix for the AFC South. Um, I, I'll reiterate; I just I still think it's going to be
1: Tennessee in the South. Yeah, um, I feel they're a better team at, the, at this point with the uh, sack issues that uh, that they seem to have in Houston. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, Tennessee uh, turned it around themselves. We'll get to that game in a minute. Um, another AFC South team, the uh, Colts, taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Um, the Colts went with Jacoby Brissett over Scott Tolzien uh, while they're waiting for Andrew Luck to get back. Played a pretty solid game right until overtime started.
1: Yeah, uh, uh. and Brissett's young. He's going to make those type of mistakes, um,
2: and he made a big one. Yeah, uh, turned it over and overtime, led to the Phil Dawson field goal. Uh, this is after Indy Ice Dawson uh, at the end of regulation. He made the kick uh, that didn't count. Yeah. right after the timeout and then missed coming out of the timeout. Um but he made up for it, made the 30-yarder in overtime uh to give Arizona the 16 to 13 win. I don't think either of these teams are ones we're going to be talking about too much as the season goes on. No. Um mm. it the the Cardinals, they need help. Uh they need a running back uh with David Johnson out yeah. for the time being. Uh Chris Johnson came in, did provide a little spark, 11 carries for 44 yards. Um yeah uh, had J.J. Nelson five catches, 120 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald pretty quiet, three catches, 21 yards. Um, I do believe we're witnessing the end of Carson Palmer's career. I don't think uh, he's going to be able to go on much longer. Uh, 52.8 completion percent. I mean, we yesterday. were
1: saying we were saying similar things last year, and he came back anyway.
2: Yeah. Um, the uh, moving what, on to what
1: really drives me up the wall is that they don't have another quarterback. They haven't drafted a quarterback yet,
2: right? And they would have been in pretty good position to draft one this past year. Um, you know, they could have had Watson or Mahomes or Kaiser. But they could have had Kaiser. Yeah, um, Kaiser had some issues himself yesterday. But uh, we had the uh, Kansas City Chiefs beating the Eagles twenty-seven to twenty. Uh, the huge story continues for the Chiefs to be uh, Kareem Hunt, thirteen carries, eighty-one yards, six point two average, uh, two touchdowns. And added uh, added three catches for 28 yards on top of that. So he continues to be a yardage machine and a touchdown machine. Yeah. Uh, leading the way with five touchdowns on the year.
1: Just keep those knees
2: healthy. Yeah. Um, for the Eagles, Zach Ertz, five catches, 97 yards. Elshon Jeffrey, seven catches, 92 yards, and his first touchdown as an Eagle. Um,
1: a little bit of an issue, though. Uh, Carson Wentz was their leading rusher.
2: Yeah. Uh, four carries, fifty five yards. Uh Darren Sproles respectable four point eight. He just only had ten carries. Yeah. Um, um
1: they're gonna have issues if they can't run the ball.
2: Yeah. Um so we like we said, we we had a family party going on yesterday. Um so I actually don't know. I know Garrett Blunt did not touch the ball. Did he even play? I don't know. Okay. I didn't see I missed inact I missed the inactive list which led which by the way, uh with the Vikings Packers game or the uh, Vikings Steelers game, sorry. Uh, had I known Bradford wasn't playing, no way I would have picked the Vikings. Uh, absolutely no way. Uh, which, that game, uh, the Steelers came away with a 26-9 to victory. Um, their uh, their front seven for the Steelers, they are masking a lot of problems for that team. Their front seven has is the key to their victories in the last two games, because their offense...
1: Actually, I would say their defense is probably more the key.
2: Uh, yeah, but I think it's the front seven. I, I know they got some young players in that secondary, and I not that they're not playing well, but I think the pressure that the front seven is getting, yeah. I think, is helping those younger players to play up to you know yeah. a higher standard. I'm not I'm not saying that the that the defensive backfield isn't pulling their weight, but I think the the front seven is what's really really doing it for them. Um, and they you know, like I said, the the offense sputtering a little bit. I mean, Ben still completed sixty five percent of his passes, but. 243 yards and uh levy bell still only 3.2 per carry um, I, th-
1: I think once he gets back to full speed uh the offense will be fine yeah because having to account for him is part of what makes the pass attack so deadly
2: yeah um and like we said uh no bradford for minnesota uh case keenum went 20 at 37 for 167 yards that's not going to get it done um against anybody, let alone the Steelers. Yeah. Um, um, Delvin Cook, 12 rushes, 64 yards. Uh, he did have a
1: touchdown taken off the board because his knee went down. Yeah. I thought he was in, but the rest disagreed.
2: <laughs> well, unfortunately, they're the ones who count, so. Yeah, but he's done one of my fantasy teams. Right. Um, Martavis Bryant, three catches, 91 yards, and his first touchdown since that Cincinnati Bengals playoff game uh, that we were at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he looked really good today. Yeah, um, I'm pleased that he's back and
1: that he's doesn't seem to have lost anything.
2: Yeah, uh, again, you know, him being out for a full year, Bell missing that time in camp. This offense is going to click. They're gonna get it together. Yeah, but right now they're riding that defense, and it's it's working out for them so far. Um, yeah, we'll see how it goes going forward, but I I, I do think it's all going to come together for them, and I think they're going to be a pretty strong force in the AFC. Yeah,
1: and the defense um, did really well today, even with uh, Stefan Tewitt out.
2: Right. The unfortunate thing for Pittsburgh is they're still going to wind up having to go through New England at some point, and that's always been their Achilles yeah. heel.
1: well, m- maybe this year's the year.
2: <laughs> uh, speaking of New England, uh, they went down to New Orleans and came away with a 36-20 to victory Um Tom Brady, uh, 30 of 39, 447 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Drew Brees tried to go yard for yard with him, came up a little bit short, 27 to 45, 356, and two touchdowns. Um, Mike Gillisley, uh, 18 carries, 69 yards, and, uh, a touchdown. Um, Rob Gronkowski, six catches, 116 yards, and a touchdown, and wound up injuring his groin on that touchdown catch and had to come out of the game, um,
1: yeah, he said he was fine, but uh that was you know, just him talking. That wasn't any sort of person with any sort of medical experience talking. Right. Right. Although I guess does breaking your arm uh and dancing on a table qualify you as a medical expert?
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh well then. Definitely. Um, in that case. So the uh the Patriots secondary can you know continues to be a problem it was a huge issue for them against kansas city huge issue here against uh new orleans but it is drew Brees, yeah so that's to be expected uh the saints defense uh just a steaming pile of garbage it
1: continues to be awful
2: <laughs> all those moves they made in the off season, uh nothing has done absolutely nothing for them i think they're probably looking at a last place finish in the nfc south they keep playing this way
1: yeah um it's funny that they haven't had a good defense since Greg Williams left.
2: wonder why that is. Uh, Strange yeah. how
1: that works.
2: Uh, down in Tampa, the Buccaneers finally got around to their home opener, uh, their season opener, uh, took care of business against the Chicago Bears 29-7. to um, You had uh, Jameis Winston, 18-30, 204 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Mike Glennon, really unfair to pin this on him, and I know a lot of people are calling for Mitchell Trubisky to come in. Glennon did throw two picks, but he also threw the ball 45 times, uh, completed 31. It's about 69%. Yeah. Um, Where, where's their running game? Threw for, a, threw for 301 yards. And, yeah, that, that running game that everybody was talking about Where is coming it? out of week one, uh, they had 20 total rushing yards. Uh, Tarek Cohen, who was the uh, fantasy football darling coming out of week one, seven carries, 13 yards. Jordan Howard, nine carries, seven yards. Yeah. Um,
1: Neither of them averaged two yards a carry.
2: Right, 1.9 and 0. .8. Uh, Tampa but, Bay, on the other hand, uh, got six, 67 yards out of Jaquiz Rogers on 19 carries, and Peyton Barber gave him 47 yards on 10 carries. Um, Mike Evans, 7 for 93 and a touchdown through the air. Um, I like the way Tampa looked in this game. Uh, I know things have been rough for them. Yeah. You know, having to, having to postpone the week one, and now they're going 16 straight. Weeks with the, with the game. I like the way they look in this. I like the way their defense looked. Uh, I'm feeling pretty confident about picking them to win the NFC South. Um,
1: well, we'll see how, uh,
2: how much the grind gets to them. Yeah. Uh, participation trophies for the Buffalo Bills and Carolina Panthers.
1: Yes. Uh, what, uh, can you really say that, though?
2: I mean, they participated. They were there. Um, Tom pointed out yesterday the Bills' leading rusher was their quarterback uh 55 yards and their leading receiver was their running back with 34 yards. Um offense is hard to come by in this one. Uh the Panthers took care of business 9 to 3 in, you know, as much as you can call it taking care of business. Um the Panthers uh didn't let business get taken care of on them. <laughs> uh Cam Newton uh rather pedestrian day. Uh 20 of 32 228. Um and uh, only five carries for 27 yards. He was injured at one point, but he came back no quarter no other quarterback took a snap i believe uh
1: has he not been injured his entire career though right um he just he he goes out there you know whether he's at seventy five percent eighty percent it doesn't matter he's going to take the snaps yeah unless he's forced from the game with a concussion or some serious malady
2: yeah no he uh i mean he's one tough dude when when you when you play the way he does and he is at his best when he's when he's moving and they've tried to get him to stop doing that as much which i hate you cannot do that to mobile quarterbacks yeah uh you know they did
1: that to RG3 and yep. they destroyed his leg and he was never the same
2: yeah uh you, you cannot do that to these mobile quarterbacks cam newton is at his best when he can roll out when he can improvise all these things and uh you know they're trying to confine him to the pocket it's not going to work out eventually the wheels are going to fall off they're 2 and 0 right now but it's not going to last with Cam Newton playing this way. So oh. um, another disappointing outing from their uh, from their first round pick Christian McCaffrey, eight carries for ten yards uh, and four catches for thirty four yards. Uh, a lot of people had were pretty high on him, including myself. I you know I thought he was going to be a huge difference maker for this team, but so far not much going on for him.
1: Well, I I figured he wouldn't really uh, steal the show this season. I figured it would be a, a running back duo. Yeah. And it's uh, apparently turned into a running back zero. Yeah. Because uh, Stewart isn't doing anything either.
2: Uh, the uh, Tennessee Titans went into Jacksonville, uh, came out with a 37-16 to 16 win. Um, kind of a ho-hum day for Marcus Mariota, 15-27, to 215, touchdown and a pick. Blake Bortles uh, came back to the form that we all know and love. 20-34, uh, 223, a touchdown and two picks. Um, the story in this one was just Tennessee's defense and Derek Henry, 14 carries, 92 yards and a touchdown. Yeah.
1: On my bench. <laughs> um, I'm going to win anyway. But yeah.
2: Uh, Leonard Fournette added another touchdown.
1: I'm telling you, he's, he's going to be that, uh,
2: that guy with, uh, three touchdowns and five yards in a game someday. Um, Tennessee defense, uh, they got sacks from Brian Arakpo and, uh, Derek Morgan to help him on the day. Uh, and their interceptions coming from uh, DeNorris De Searcy Circe and uh, Curtis Riley. They got a good young secondary there in Tennessee. Uh, that's pretty big strength for them, you know, along with the uh, running game. Yeah, kind of <clears throat> kind of surprised to see DeMarco Murray so quiet yesterday, but with Derrick Henry taking charge.
1: Yeah, I think sometimes you you just you go with the hot hand. Um, if a guy breaks a couple of runs, you're gonna lean on him more, obviously. Um, but it is weird that a guy like DeMarco Murray wasn't doing a
2: whole lot. Yeah. Um, uh, out in Baltimore, uh, yeah, the Ravens beating the Browns 24 to 10, uh, said so Desha- Deshaun Kaiser had a rough game, uh, three interceptions, fumble lost and a serious migraine that forced him to leave the game. Uh, Kevin Hogan was able to come in and lead the Browns on a touchdown drive. Uh, don't want a touchdown pass to tight end David Njoku. Um, I can't tell if Baltimore is really, really good or they've just played the Bengals and Browns.
1: I am compelled to say that it's the latter.
2: Yeah, I I, I will be interested to see how they play once they match up with uh with a Pittsburgh or a... Or any sort of a real team. <laughs> or a Kansas City or Denver, you know. I'm not sure who all's on their oh schedule. But...
1: They have Jacksonville next week.
2: Oh, well, so they're going to be a surprise 3-0, and but people really shouldn't look too much into it. Um, Joe flacco 25 of thirty four uh good completion percentage only two hundred and seventeen yards two touchdowns and did throw an interception um, his uh his touchdowns went to Javoris Ad- allen and jeremy macklin so two touchdowns in two weeks for macklin yeah uh, which i thought that was a great pickup for them and it, you know to begin with and now he's showing it
1: so. yeah it was a uh, f- foolish for the chiefs to to let him go yeah um, he's still one of the better receivers that be had you know you, you always need a, a number two guy yeah and they they had him there but the the issue i think with uh with the chiefs is that he would have been the number one
2: yeah um well he would have been number two behind kelsey because he you know as far as targets right um yeah he would have been the number one in kansas city i don't you know tyree Hill, he's still kind of that weapon x type player yeah um uh, so you're not going to depend on him to be the number one receiver uh, but hey, it's working out for Kansas City and it's working out for Baltimore. So I think they both came out winners so far in that. Yeah, they did. So um, he uh,
1: week week four, uh, the Steelers go into Baltimore. So there's their
2: first game of the yeah. season. Yep, that'll be their first real test. Uh, we'll, we'll be able to know a little. We'll be able to know a little bit more about both of those teams at that point. Because yeah, I mean the same thing can be said for the Steelers. Are they really that good, or did they just play the Browns and Vikings? Right. You know, and, and not. To, not to disparage the Vikings, but they did start Case Keenum at quarterback. Yeah. If they started Sam Bradford, I, you know I don't like to play the what if game, but if they started Sam Bradford, I don't see that game ending twenty six to nine. Yeah, he's you know
1: he's miles ahead of Case Keenum, if only in the fact that he would have completed passes. Right,
2: and you know I, I'm not saying the Minnesota would have won the game or anything like that. You know, but it would have been a different. Outcome. I I don't yeah. It Would have been a much closer game. You can't start Case Keenum at quarterback in this league. <laughs> um. Out in Oakland, the Raiders took care of business, uh, forty-five to twenty against the New York Jets. Derek Carr, twenty-three of twenty-eight, that's an eighty-two uh, <laughs> percent on the day. Two hundred thirty yards and three touchdowns, all of which went to Michael Crabtree. Uh, six catches, eighty yards, half of them for touchdowns. Um,
1: I will say uh, the Jets' offense didn't play a terrible game.
2: No, not really. Um, Josh McCown, seventeen to twenty-five uh 166 and two touchdowns um matt forte had 5.9 per carry uh mccown had 31 yards on the ground himself um and uh elijah mcguire uh 4.8 per carry uh for them uh six carries 29 yards um i lost it and it's one of the next games we're going to talk about uh thinking about mccown there was a there was a meme out there listing quarterbacks who had more rushing yards than Ezekiel Elliott. Oh boy! And uh, McCown was one of them. Um, so more of the same from the Jets, and more of the same from the Raiders. They're yeah. both, they both did exactly what we thought they'd do. Yeah. Uh,
1: See, but seeing seeing this kind of offense from the Jets against a defense like the Raiders, I think they might be able to sneak out a win. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that they, they get a if they go up against a team with Oh, a bad enough offense. They'll see the Bills again.
2: They'll see the Bills again. They do play the Browns, and they play the Jaguars at some point. So, I mean, I guess it is possible. I still like them for an 0-16 season. So,
1: I'm saying they might have as many as three wins. They, they can win all those. Those are all winnable games. They are.
2: They are. But I think they'll find a way to jets themselves out of them.
1: Well, you're <laughs> you're precluding the fact that the Jaguars will find a way to Jaguars their way out of a <laughs> that's win. That's true.
2: No, that that's called bordering. Bordling? <laughs>
1: bordling. Okay.
2: Yes, they're going to board all the way out of it. Um, the uh, Miami Dolphins finally opened their season, uh, opened up on the road against the Chargers. Uh, came out with a nineteen seventeen win. I feel bad pinning this on one person, but Young Hoku uh, missed what would have been the game winning kick after missing an earlier field goal that would have given them the lead. Um, that's now two two weeks in a row he's missed in the clutch. Um,
1: hey, uh, you know. Who needs a job? Josh Lambeau? Aguayo.
2: I was thinking Josh Lambo, the guy they cut for coup, uh, for uh, uh, for Coup, but, uh, you know, yeah, I, I suppose Aguayo could probably uh, do the same thing. <laughs> attendance,
1: uh, 25, 381. They did not sell out. Yeah,
2: no, uh, serious, serious attendance problems in uh, in L.A. this year. Um, Jay Cutler, 24-33 uh, and a t- uh, touchdown on 238. Passing, uh, seventy-two percent completion percentage, great. Uh, he threw a hail mary twenty yards out of bounds, in the cutleriest thing you could imagine. Look, um, Bird,
1: <laughs> birds just can't change their feathers.
2: Yep. Uh, Philip Rivers completed almost eighty percent of his passes for three hundred thirty-one yards and a touchdown. Um,
1: uh, this was a matchup of quarterbacks who will never
2: win a Super Bowl. Yep. Uh, Jaj twenty-eight carries 122 yards um the chargers just could not get it going on the ground uh, melvin gordon nine carries 13 yards um brandon oliver did have three carries for 31 but there was a long of 26 so <laughs> um jarvis landry 13 catches 78 yards low average but 13 catches pretty impressive um so this drops the chargers to 0 and two last place in the afc west um, where we thought they'd be yeah I don't think anybody was expecting big things from them this year. Um, like I said, attendance problems in LA extended to the Rams. Um, the, uh, I believe for the second week in a row, USC had more fans attend their game than the two professional teams combined. To be fair, USC is really good. True. Um, I don't, no, I'm sorry. Just the first week in a row, uh, the chargers were on the road last week, but USC did outsell the Rams last week in the same stadium. Uh, for their for their home opener versus the rams home opener um
1: 56,612 people at that game yeah allegedly
2: <laughs> won't find a single one that'll that'll own up to it um, the uh the rams did drop this game 27 20 to the redskins uh kirk cousins 18 to 27 179 and a touchdown Jared Goff uh, continues to impress this year. He did have a pick, but he was uh, 15 to 25 for 224 with a touchdown. Um, I, I I am liking the way he's playing this year. I think he's going to come into his own this year, and they might have themselves a quarterback going forward. Yeah, um, uh, I know a lot of people were kind of nervous. He just he needs to to keep it all together,
1: uh, not let all this success go to his head. And he plays for the Rams. There's no success,
2: right? Uh, for Washington, uh, Rob Kelly, 12 carries, 78 yards. I uh, believe he broke his rib. I, I think that's the word uh, coming out of Washington today. Uh, so he will likely be out for a little while. Uh, Chris Thompson, 3 carries, 77 yards, and 2 touchdowns. Uh, so they should be just fine. Uh, Todd Gurley looked really good yesterday, 16 carries, 88 yards, uh, and a touchdown. He did lose a fumble, though. Um, and uh, tight end Gerald Everett, 95 yards on 3 catches for the Rams. So uh, look out for him on your fantasy waiver wires.
1: I will. I had Martellus Bennett's four points. Yeah, not great.
2: Not great. Um, San Francisco almost pulled off the upset. They were leading late in this one. Uh, they did fall 12-9 to 9 to Seattle. Um, Seattle took them, uh, what, seven and a half quarters to finally get an offensive touchdown, or a touchdown of any kind. Uh, Russell Wilson passed to Paul Richardson uh with uh, seven minutes left in the game. And then they went and missed the extra point. Yes, they did. Uh, Blair, Walsh, Blair missed, Walsh missed that extra point. Um, he was, they were
1: there. They watched him yep. completely screw the Vikings out of winning a playoff game. And then they're like, you know who we should sign? Yep. You he remember was, that guy?
2: He was two for two uh, with the uh, with the field goals there. Uh, what's Eric looking up? I don't want to know. Oh, he's looking up the Jags uh, game against the uh, Texans. Looking to see if William played.
1: He's nodding. He's not allowed to talk. Yeah.
2: Eric, yes, Eric has been forbidden to uh, talk.
1: Uh, he's actually supposed to drink a bottle of honey a day.
2: All right, Eric. is
1: throwing baseball signs at us.
2: Eric just signed to us that he has to go poop. You have to go pool?
1: <laughs> you have to take a salad.
2: <laughs> oh, I love that movie. Um... Wow, this game was so, so crummy. I forgot uh, um, it even happened. I know, right? Brian Hoyer, 15-27 of for 99 yards.
1: <laughs> Brian Hoyer is their quarterback.
2: Uh, 99 yards. Uh, Russell Wilson failed to go over 200 yards. Uh, he did have a touchdown, though. Carlos Hyde, at 124 yards for the Niners. Chris Carson has emerged as the uh, favorite back in Seattle. Uh, 20 carries, 93 yards. Uh, Thomas Rawls, 5 carries for 4 yards. So he did play then. Yes, uh... Eddie Lacy was a healthy scratch, and CJ Proceis did not uh, see a single carry. Uh, Proceis did have three catches for 22 yards. Um, so it looks like Carson is the, the man did, in Seattle.
1: Did Lacy play last week?
2: Yeah. Well, played. I mean, was he active? Yeah, yeah.
1: I wonder if he, maybe he, he didn't reach his weight goal.
2: Uh, You know, I don't know. I, I didn't hear anything about it, but I don't think it's a weekly thing. So um, the uh, – the last late game uh, wound up being the really late game. After an hour uh, delay because of lightning, the Broncos demolished Dallas uh, 42-17. to Trevor Simeon very, very quietly turning into an all-star quarterback. Uh, 22 of 32, 231 yards, four touchdowns, and an interception. Um, C.J. Anderson, 25 carries, 118 yards, and a touchdown.
1: And a receiving touchdown as and well. And a
2: receiving touchdown. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, two receiving touchdowns on the day, uh, and the last one went to Virgil Green. Um, and then towards the end of the game, uh, Akeem Tlaib picked off deck in the end zone and took it 103 yards
1: Yeah, I saw the that touchdown. one. I had gotten to the bar, and that game was still not over, and Sunday night football was about to begin. Yeah. Because I had gone up there to watch at least part of the Sunday night football game. Um, and I got there, and that game was still going on. I'm like, "Why is this? Ga- oh yeah,
2: yeah." Uh, for Dallas, Demarcus Lawrence two sacks on the day. Um, Von Miller matched that for Denver, and uh, you know, as we said, to leave with the uh, pick six. Dak Prescott terrible day. Um, thirty of fifty, two thirty eight, two touchdowns, two picks. Uh, an even worse day for Ezekiel Elliott. You know, they always talk about feeding Zeke. Yeah. Well. When you get
1: behind that badly. I think Zeke went hungry. When, when you get behind and you have to throw the ball, when Dak Prescott has to throw the ball 50 times, this team's not going to win.
2: Right. But, it's. I mean, it's not It's not just that. He had some early carries and came up with nothing. He had nine carries for eight yards. But then uh, they just stopped giving it. They well, stopped giving it to him. and He was ineffective. Their backup was ineffective. I mean...
1: Look, you of all people should know that uh, even when your running backs are ineffective... You still keep going with right, it.
2: that's true um yeah, in the so in the late game, I'm gonna do my best to try to not come off as a whiny fan, but there was a call in the game that I think turned turned everything uh late in the first half. They called a pick play on Green Bay that negated a pretty big gain, and on the next play, uh Geronimo Allison kind of gave up on a route and it led to an interception uh Atlanta took it in and went up by twenty uh or by seventeen at the half.
1: I mean, I I pin this more on Allison than on the the faulty call.
2: I I mean, I do too. But it never should have. They never should have been in that position where he had to force it downfield. They should have been closer to midfield where he would have had more time and yeah. you know. Um. It, it was a it was a bad call, and I think it changed a lot of the game.
1: I, I don't know I don't know if uh, if Allison thought it was going to be a back. Shoulder throw.
2: That's what I think it was, and I I, I believe uh Collinsworth pointed that out yeah. too. because
1: um, he kinda of, he kinda of slowed down and looked back and then the ball didn't come and that uh instead went over his front shoulder. Yeah.
2: Um Green Bay playing without their two starting tackles. Uh so the Atlanta defense is able to just tee off on Rogers. Yeah. Uh three sacks, a lot you know, a bunch of other hurries. Um Rodgers had that ill-advised pass that wound up being a lateral and was yeah, scooped and scored. I don't scored. know
1: what he was doing there. I don't know if, it, if, like, as he was getting hit, his arm just jerked forward yeah. or whatever.
2: But Yeah, I'm not sure, but, yeah, that very ill-advised there. And that, you know, that was coming out of the half. Like right. I said, if that pick play doesn't happen, Green Bay gets to move down the field. Maybe they kick a field goal. They're only down, you know, they're only down 7 or, you know, whatever at the half. Instead, they're down 17. they got to force it. You know, it had huge impact on the game, but Atlanta did just yeah, outplay think, them across I think they the board. Lose the game anyway. I, I yeah, I, I kind of feel that way as well. Um, Devonta Freeman two touchdowns, eighty four yards on nineteen carries. Tevin Coleman forty two yards on six carries. Uh, Julio Jones five catches for one hundred and eight yards. Um, for Green Bay, uh, Devonta Adams eight catches, ninety nine yards and a touchdown. Ty Montgomery six catches, seventy five yards and a touchdown. Uh, in addition to his uh, 35 yards on 10 carries and a touchdown on the ground. Um, the big thing for Green Bay in this game, well, not for Green Bay, but Packers fans and Aaron Rodgers, hit his 300 touchdown. Yep. fastest shovel pass. On so. a shovel pass. Fastest player in NFL history uh, to reach 300 touchdowns and the best touchdown-to-interception ratio at the time of his 300th touchdown
1: I don't I don't understand this. He learned quarterbacking from Brett Favre. Why doesn't he have more interceptions than touchdowns?
2: Well, that's not 100% accurate, but um he, he uh took 146 games to get to 300 touchdowns. Uh, I believe the record before that was 157 uh by Manning and Marino. Or oh, no, I'm sorry, 144 games. Uh His uh, touchdown interception, 300 to 74.
1: Well, I could do that.
2: Um, I believe the best before that was 300 to 126, and that was Tom Brady.
1: I'm glad that that's a record that he broke.
2: Yeah. Uh, So big night for Rodgers, but Green Bay Falls, and uh, as far as conference race goes, this essentially puts them two games behind Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. but a lot of football left, and we'll see where these teams go from here. Tonight, we've got the Lions and the Giants. I don't want to make a pick on this game yet because I don't know if Odell Beckham is playing. If he does, I'm picking the Giants. If he doesn't, I'm picking the Lions.
1: Um, Is he really that much of a
2: I, difference? Yes, look at what happened against Dallas. I mean... They did not lose that game by that much. Dallas did not play that well. Right. If Odell just, Beckham's in there and he has seven catches for 140 yards... I, I know he changes the defense. Yeah. But...
1: I don't know if he changes it that much.
2: I I think he does. I think he's the difference between a win and a loss for them tonight.
1: I mean, Stafford's going to throw it all over the place anyway. Yeah. Probably a good, he, he'll have three touchdowns.
2: Uh, Giants at home, you know, I'm pretty confident uh, if he's in, they'll come out of it with the win. Uh, we uh, shall
1: see. Yeah.
2: So a uh, quick hockey note before we uh, jump over to baseball. Vegas Golden Knights played their first game last night. Yeah. And they scored nine goals. They sure did. Uh these were skeleton crew uh teams. Uh the you know, the uh the Canucks sat, uh the Sedins and uh Vanek and yeah. most of their defensemen. Uh it's the preseason. But You're still, not gonna put your
1: superstars
2: out there. No. It's
1: really a chance to uh get some game action for the young kids. Yeah.
2: But it's still nice for the Knights to come out and, you know, get that in their first game. Yeah. And you know, some of these kids to get that confidence. I think uh Wong scored and uh Suzuki also scored a goal, didn't he? Uh, I don't know. So, um but just nice little thing for them to start their start their run as a franchise yeah. in the NHL.
1: Hockey is back. Yes.
2: That is the important thing. Hockey is back. Um I actually picked up NHL 18. Yeah? Yeah, I really like it. Um and you can create a 30-second franchise.
1: Is uh Tom Brady on the cover of that too.
2: <laughs> no, it's Kyrie Irving in a Cavs oh, oh wait. Oh. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, you could create a thirty-second franchise and have the league expand by two teams. Ooh. So I actually used our hometown Toledo Walleye, and I made I I created that team because you can use their logo. You can use ECHL yeah. logos. So I, I just I, I bumped them up a level and made can them. You,
1: can you still play as the ECHL teams?
2: Yeah. Or no, no, it's AHL. This year, what? But uh, that was the best may, thing about seventeen. There may be I have I haven't played any single game matchups, so you might be able to. I just know that in the uh, in the franchise mode, it's just the NHL and AHL.
1: Well then. Somebody, uh, somebody go out there and buy it and confirm this yeah. for
2: me. I'll ch- I mean, I'll check it out when I get home. But, yeah, I have not done a single-game matchup.
1: Because that, w- that was really the best part of 17. You could play as any, you know, plays ECHL, a bunch of the European leagues and yeah. all that. And, yeah. it, you know.
2: I'm sure it's still in there. Like I said, I just didn't play around with it too much.
1: I mean, really, anybody could pick their hometown team and. and
2: Elevate them into the NHL, yeah. Well,
1: n- not only that, but you can play as the as the guys you go go get to
2: see. Yeah. The difficulty for me when I moved them up, it starts you with a default of red, black and white as your team colors. So you have to go through and change them. So I had to match as best I could to the wall eyes colors and I think I got the I think I got the yellow a little too limey. Um doesn't uh, it, doesn't sportslogos.net
1: have the hex color codes?
2: You can't it doesn't give you hex. Oh, that's dumb. It's just this little triangle that you move around and pick the color. So, yeah, kind of a bummer, but... Game developers, let us use Hex. Yep. Uh, (laughs) If if we're
1: allowed to pick the colors of anything, let us use Hex.
2: So, uh, in the world of baseball, the Cleveland Indians' win streak finally came to an end. They did break the AL record, 22 consecutive wins.
1: They did break the NL record, too. I'm not counting the Giants because they had a tie. (laughs) And since Eric's not allowed to talk, I have to rail against ties. They they had twenty six straight not losses.
2: Yeah. Um so, the, so as
1: far as I'm concerned, it's the MLB record.
2: The streak did end uh a four three loss to the Royals. Uh, very impressive play by them over the over this stretch and uh you know they turned around and, and took two from the Royals after that loss. So they're you know, I mean they're still on fire. They're nine and one in their last ten and you know, twenty what, twenty uh four out of twenty five now, so Yeah. Um they did lock up the AL Central. Uh, minnesota's a fourteen and a half back at this point. Um, also, over the weekend, uh, Justin Verlander powered the Astros to a NL West or AL West clinching victory. Um, they've now won four straight, uh, ninety-one and fifty-eight on the year. Uh, just two games back of Cleveland for the first spot, and out east, Boston uh, still a three-game lead over the Yankees, um, and. Uh, I Want to look at I'm not sure how many games they have left against each other, if any. Um I don't know,
1: they'll all be on Sunday night baseball though.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about it. Uh no, they are actually done. Uh Boston is gonna finish out uh Boston's gonna finish out with uh three against the Orioles, three against the Reds, uh, three against the Blue Jays, and four against the Astros. Um not the easiest road, but not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, I mean, you, you get three free against the Reds. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, for the Yankees, they're about to open up a series against the Twins. Uh, it's uh, three against the Twins, three with the Blue Jays, a single makeup game against the Royals, three against the Rays, and three more against the Blue Jays. Um,
1: so they've got a bit of an easier
2: road. A little bit. Uh, you know, the Jays games are always going to be competitive. The Rays aren't, you know, out of it. Neither are the Twins. But uh, So looking at the AL wild card, if this wants to load.
1: It's uh, the Yankees and the Twins.
2: Yep, Yankees and Twins with the Angels uh, sitting two games back. I think at this point of the season, I, I know crazier things have happened, but I think I'm just going to go ahead and count out Seattle, Kansas City, Texas, all those teams.
1: I don't want to count out Seattle, though.
2: I'd like to see the Angels get in. That's that's who I think is going to get in and that's who I'm kind of rooting for. Yeah. Um so but we'll see how things go over the last little bit of the season here. Um in the in the NL, uh the Nats clinch the East, uh 21 games up on Miami. Um out west, the Dodgers uh the elimination number is down to 4. <laughs> Four Dodgers wins or four Diamondbacks losses, and uh, we got the Dodgers as the champions. Uh, Arizona, after that hot streak, uh, cooled off a little bit. Five and five in their last ten. Uh, L.A. still struggling, four and six in their last ten. Um, At least they've they've
1: gotten a couple of wins lately. Yeah, uh, eleven game losing streak.
2: I mean, the Dodgers did spoil Strasburg's uh, scoreless inning streak. He was up to thirty five. Uh, before LA put one on the board last night um not bad yeah um the uh the Rockies have been eliminated from being able to win out west um so it's two horse race right there uh in the uh in the NL Central uh, still a three team race uh but the Cubs dealt a vicious blow to the Cardinals over the weekend taking three straight at Wrigley yeah um that drops St. Louis to six back Uh, Milwaukee is four back, um, and these two teams will play each other, uh, I believe, to end the season. Um, In a
1: four-game series?
2: I'm not entirely sure. I believe it's just a three. Um, uh, Like I said, the Cubs coming off the victories against uh, the Cardinals. Fun note here, the games against the Mets in the middle of the week, 8-3, 17-5, 14-6, and then followed that up to open the Cardinals series with an 8-2 victory. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, so, oh no! I'm sorry. Not to end the year. Uh, they have the Cubs have two against the Rays, four at Milwaukee, four at St. Louis, and three against the Reds. So it's going to be tough sledding for Chicago.
1: Yeah, um, they can't drop too many of those against the uh, Cardinals and the and the Brewers there.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it and the way the Cubs have played this year, I'm figuring. Two against the Rays, one against the Brewers, three against the Cardinals, three against the Reds. I think that's enough for them to win it, depending on how the Brewers finish out. Right. Um, yeah. Looking at looking at the Milwaukee schedule, uh, obviously the four games set against the Cubs. Um, they've got three against your Pirates in Pittsburgh. So oh,
1: they'll lose those. Go Pirates! Because that's the only thing that the Pirates have been able to do this year. Beat
2: the Brewers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of funny. You guys have been able to beat them. They've beaten us. We've beaten the Cardinals. The Cardinals have beaten you guys. we got this sick round robin going on, and the Reds are stuck watching everybody. Uh, the Reds are the kid who tries to get on the merry-go-round while it's moving. Right, right. Uh, so three at Pittsburgh, the four at home against the Cubs, uh, three at home against the Reds, and then three on the road at St. Louis to close the year. So... I have this weird situation where I'm a fan of every other team in my division. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) at one point down the stretch, Um, you know, and looking at that, you know, yeah, probably one against the Pirates, three against the Cubs, three against the Reds, and one against the Cards. And like I said, I think that's enough to give Chicago the the division. There, Um, we'll see. You just got to be careful. It's hard to predict baseball.
1: Are you gonna want to face? the Diamondbacks or the Rockies or the Brewers.
2: Well, finishing, yeah, finishing where they would finish, they'd have to take, yeah, they'd have to take on one of those three teams. Uh, we split with Arizona. I'm pretty sure we split with Colorado. I don't want it to be Milwaukee. That is, I would take my chances in a five game series against either of the NL West teams before I'd want to see Milwaukee in the playoffs. As a Cubs fan, if as a Nats or a Dodgers fan, I'd be perfectly fine to see the brewers in the playoffs right being a cubs fan i want no part of them (laughs) i've seen what they've done to our team over the year i don't want it so ideally to be the rockies i don't think that's gonna happen i don't think it is either but ideally for cubs yeah you want it to be the rockies because at this point they're just hanging on to that last wild card right yeah two and a half up on milwaukee uh for the last wild card uh arizona uh, their lead is five games over Colorado right now, uh, and the Dodgers are up six games for the first seed in the NL uh, over Washington. So, uh,
1: at at the midway point of the season, none of this was even anywhere near the horizon. Nobody saw this coming.
2: No, the win streaks by the Diamondbacks, by the Indians. Nobody saw things getting this close. Uh, um. Miami is one loss away from being eliminated uh, from playoff contention overall. St. Louis, 9, and the elimination number for Milwaukee is 11 for the wild card. Um, It's ridiculous. It'll take more losses to be knocked out of the wild card than it will
1: the division.
2: (laughs) Now, obviously these teams don't stand a chance, but everybody but Detroit and Chicago are still in the mix in the AL Uh, Elimination number is 2 for Oakland, 5 for Toronto, 8 for Tampa and Baltimore, 9 for Seattle, Kansas City, and Texas.
1: You don't think any of them are going to?
2: I do not. I said I think it's going to be Los Angeles.
1: Um, I'm still still not giving up on Seattle, but chances are it'll be uh, be the Yankees and Twins, I think.
2: I don't know. I hope not. I'd like to see Los Angeles get back, Uh, but we'll see. So you and I have, uh, have a game coming up we're going to go to we're going to go see .BC. and Louisville. Yes, sir. Uh, in a few weeks. Uh, actually, the week before that, I will be seeing the 49ers and the Colts in Indianapolis. Uh, and I'm I, sorry. And I have a trip planned to Lambeau Field to see the Buccaneers and Packers in December. Uh, I cannot wait. Like, I'm just so pumped. I have, I'm seeing the Packers three times this year because they're playing Cleveland and Detroit. I already, have, I already have tickets to the Cleveland game. I'm waiting on the Detroit game.
1: You're going to be so cold. Eh. Just so, so cold. Cleveland is n- not a good place to watch football after October. Yeah, It'll be all right. The wind comes right off the lake. You get this snow that's really thick and heavy, but it doesn't stick to the ground.
2: See, I don't think I could be colder than I was in Chicago last year. Trust me. No, I I've been to a game in Cleveland, I know, but I I don't think I can be colder than I was in Chicago last year where the beer froze.
1: That's what good beer is supposed to do, right?
2: The beer froze at the game. I man, and I tell you what, when when Rogers hit that pass to Jordy Nelson to to get him in a field goal range at that game, I was just so thankful because if it would have went to overtime, there's a <laughs> chance I would have died. Yeah. No, I, I love going to games like that. Like when you and I went to our first Notre Dame game.
1: Oh, that was so...
2: And it was like 24 oh, degrees, geez. and it was snowing sideways, and that was, I loved it. I loved every minute of it. We were so cold by the time we got back to the car that we had to sit there and wait for it to heat up <laughs> for about 20 minutes because I couldn't use my feet to push the pedals. Uh, yep. I loved that when I went to see the Bears and Packers play. Uh, I mean, I was it was wearing, three years ago.
1: I was wearing a shirt, a hoodie, a coat... And a jersey, and I was still
2: yeah. dying. It was, oh that one was brutal. But uh, when I when I went up to Lambeau uh, three years ago, same thing. It was twenty something degrees. It had it had snowed earlier in the day, and then it snowed a little bit during the game too. And it it was just awesome. I lo- I love being in that kind of weather. That's what I'd love to go to Buffalo for a game in. I'm not gonna say late December, but maybe late November, early <laughs> December. Uh, I'd I'd love to go to a game in Buffalo. Um, I kind of wanted to go see the Patriots play up there this year. Just,
1: just uh, you're getting your passport, go up and see a CFL game. <laughs> Although they play much earlier in the year. Yeah,
2: i said uh, I don't think I don't think that's gonna work out. But no, I, I'd, I'd I'd love to go watch Buffalo in one of those ridiculous snow games they have. That always seem to happen against Cleveland. Like, if have
1: I'm, you noticed that? God knows <laughs> that nobody wants to be there anyway.
2: He tries to give give an excuse for the crummy play, right? Yeah. I don't think they man we so last week we said right, right before we went off uh that there would be some breaking news coming out we did not we did not suffer from that curse last week yeah no uh you know all the that injury really news happened. all the injury news came like a day or two later um but uh am actually doing it let's s- see what do we got looking forward again we've got on October 2nd uh October 2nd we got our NHL preview and our MLB playoff preview um, we, uh, probably gonna have Mason back on the show on October 2nd.
1: It's a good idea.
2: Um, and then October 9th is gonna be the NBA preview.
1: So I'd see, I'd, I'd say we try and get Alex back for the NHL, but we can't fit that many people into this studio.
2: Yeah. I mean, we have enough mics for it, but yeah. Yeah, because I think David said he wanted to be back for the, uh, NHL preview and the MB- and MLB preview. So, yeah, that'll be four of us plus... Uh, Eric will be here running this thing. You know what? We might just have to do another uh, one at the house where we just have the open mic and we're all sitting around. That might be the way we have to do that one, get more people involved.
1: Uh, Yeah, maybe. uh,
2: Oh, uh, so apparently it was a DeMarco Murray injury that opened up the door for uh, Derrick Henry.
1: See, I did not know that. Yeah. Um. Interesting if true. (laughs)
2: Oh, man. Uh, you happen to catch Stephen Colbert's uh, open last night for the Emmys? I did not. Oh, boy. <laughs> it was something to behold. Uh, I was very, very happy with it. You're
1: uh, watching the Emmys. I'm over here watching football.
2: I was not. I wound up watching it later. Um, yeah, sure. Whatever. I, uh, no, it, very, he did a very good job. Uh, I'm not. I'm not an Emmys kind of guy. I really could not care any less about awards shows. Um, Until we uh,
1: get nominated?
2: Yeah, until we're nominated. For a
1: Uh, podcast Emmy?
2: A potty? A potty. (laughs) Good work, Tom. Um, Looking at the next week in the NFL, uh, Rams and 49ers on Thursday night. They really don't
1: want people to watch Thursday night
2: football. They really don't. Because even when we do finally get a good team, it's the Packers playing the Bears why yeah um uh, a couple a couple of games to look forward to uh if he's ba- if Bradford is back Buccaneers Vikings should be a pretty good game um Texans Patriots on Sunday uh, see how that defense can do yeah uh that's their test Giants Eagles should be a pretty big game for the NFC East uh Falcons heading into Detroit um and that's about all the good games. Uh, we we got the uh, Seahawks taking on the Titans, and on Sunday Night Football, we got the Raiders taking on the Redskins. Like Th- that, I think that'll be a good game. I don't, you know, as far as implications, yeah, who knows? But I really think that's going to be a very good game.
1: I feel like it's probably going to be a bit lopsided.
2: Yeah, I I really I think the don't Raiders think, are going to run away with it. I really don't think Cousins can
1: keep up with Carr.
2: Yeah. Um, and the Cowboys have until Monday to rebound from that loss to Denver. Oh, so got the long weekend. Oh yeah, man, yep. Monday night game for them. Um, so, Eric, we were just talking about uh, award shows, and uh, we don't know if this is a thing, but there should be an award show for podcasts, and they'll call them potties. I uh,
0: they do have uh, an award
2: show. Uh, for podcasts and, just dedicated for podcasts yeah, only it's, um,
0: well i i think it's grouped together with uh webcasts and uh like stuff on like like people who do like youtube gotcha and, and things gotcha. Uh, i think i think they're called the webbies
2: oh, okay actually. that's not um, as funny but either. then there's right, also
0: yeah. there's another one that i thought that was dedicated specifically to podcasts um we had looked into it at one point and, you know, like how do we, how do we get our stuff submitted to even possibly be nominated and such? And it's basically completely dominated by the big names out there, the celebrities who who do podcasts and such. Right. And, and, you know, there's well, uh, little or no, uh, little, you know, independent podcasters are, are not represented.
2: Right. All right. So now we're going to do this. We need- we're, we're going to create our own, uh, and we're going to call them the potties and, um, it's gonna be a microphone perched on top of a toilet. I figured you're going with the uh, toilet imagery right, there. Right. Um and it's yeah, we'll 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 restrict it to uh to podcasts that get like under so many uh <laughs> listens. So so it's it's not gonna be dominated by the celebrities, by you know, by all these big name jerk holes. That,
0: uh... Yeah, how, how dare they parlay their already celebrity status into more celebrity status yeah. with their podcast? It's, it's it's messed up.
1: I don't think they're gaining much more celebrity status from from their podcast. Probably I think, not. Uh, I think it's just kind of remaining the same. They
0: not, not necessarily some of them, uh, like Chris Hardwick, for example. All anybody knew him was was the he was the guy who once hosted that show with Jenny McCarthy yeah. for a minute. And now he's actually a fairly big name, and that started from his podcast. So I thought
1: it was—I thought he got the the show first.
0: No, he he was doing he was doing the Nerdist before all of these other things that that have started. Huh. Uh, the Nerdist podcast has been going for many many years. Uh, Kevin Smith used podcast to you know bounce back into relevancy for a while there. Um, Mark Maron just be another comedian you might happen to catch in as part of a, an act um but he's much much bigger in the podcast world than he is in the comedy world these days so there are people who have used podcasts to to take a small amount of celebrity credit and turn it into an, an actual
2: career right right well, no we got to we got to do something for the little guy uh, yeah this is just an excuse to give ourselves an award that's
1: all uh, yeah so <laughs> I mean, you know,
2: it... just like most award shows. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not. I'm, I'm not an award show guy. I'm not an. I don't know. I'm not an awards guy to begin with. Like when we do our MVP picks and stuff for the different sports, I'm like, yeah, every team has a guy that's important to what they did that year.
1: Yeah, but that guy also has to have helped them actually win something. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, I, I think Peyton Manning was pretty important to that 20. Uh, Twelve Colts team or whatever it was that he wasn't on the field. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh boy. If ever there was a if ever there was a time for a guy who didn't play to get an MVP, I think it was that year. Well, I don't know. I guess it was uh, what
1: 2011.
2: Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, they keep proved the, his importance right there. So, uh, well, I think we uh, have reached the end of our show. Really. Yeah. Really. Oh, interesting. So
1: it's uh interesting.
2: That's not, it's the other thing. Tedious. Tedious. <laughs> so uh well thank you guys for listening. Uh enjoy some more football tonight and on Thursday and we will talk sports at you guys next week.